Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Game Masters Under Dark, where uh, this week two Game Masters get together to answer your questions about tabletop role-playing games, uh, most most specifically on D&D 5e, but um, a lot of other things as well. Um, this week, uh, as always, I'm Will, joined by Matt R. Matt, how are you doing? Doing good. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so you guys are actually going to see me. I have two monitors, so you're going to see me looking back and forth uh, <laughs> quite a bit. Um, as, oh, and we have a special guest, Bean. I'm trying to get her out of here, but <laughs> I don't want to leave. It's all right. It's all right. People, people like cats. Um, <laughs> so this week, uh, we are actually going to be starting another series. Uh, you guys like, know we like to do little series, and it's going to be on skill checks and... Um, uh saving throws essentially uh when to use them some do's and don'ts um and also just kind of just giving you some examples of you know when to use them and ways we've used them in our games um so this week we are going to start with strength and constitution uh we're doing two of these together uh because they are the two things that have the fewest number of checks and saving throws uh so we're gonna do that uh but then we're kind of gonna just go down the the list as you see on like a character sheet uh dexterity intelligence wisdom and charisma so um if you have questions about any of the uh things we go over tonight obviously leave your comments uh we'll answer those next week um and then if you have any questions about the other uh stats uh like i said leave them down there and we'll answer them when we get to them so uh with that you ready to go man think so all right cool so i'm actually going to start with strength it is kind of uh as always you know we like to use bnd beyond not a sponsor <laughs> to look at the character sheet stuff they have a lot of handy tools uh as, as always we're not gonna i'm not gonna spend too much time on that this week uh but i do want to read uh kind of a little blurb they have so uh for strength it's a strength measures bodily power athletic training and the extent to which you exert raw physical force um there is only one strength check in the entire uh or strength skill check yeah uh which is athletics which we'll get to here in a second um but strength can be used um in a number of different ways uh one could be uh to force open a stuck locked or barred door uh to break free of bonds uh push through a tunnel that's too small um Oh man, I could have done that a couple of weeks ago. If <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Nobody tried to go through the tunnel. Oh man, uh, we'll we'll get to that story in a second. Um, hang on to a wagon while being dragged behind it, tip over a statue, or keep a boulder from rolling. So, um, those kind of strength is pretty obvious. I think it's one of the reasons why it has, uh, at least in my opinion, some of the fewest the one of the fewest skill checks uh, is because. Most of the time, it's just going to be a sh straight strength check, not necessarily something athletic. Um, it requires the muscles. Yeah, right. Uh, but as far as athletics go, uh, while we're here, I'll go ahead and go over that. Um, so athletics kind of can cover uh, several different things. Uh, I'm just going to read the three little examples they give here. Uh, you attempt to climb a sheer or slippery cliff, avoid hazards while scaling a wall, or cling to a surface while something is trying to knock you off. Um, best example is you've seen it in action movies where like somebody's holding on to a ledge and somebody's like hitting their hand or trying to stomp on them and they keep you know moving around. Um, you try to jump off an unusual uh, jump an unusually long distance or pull off a stunt mid jump. Um, so that would be. Uh, you know, just like running across a rooftop and maybe you start to fall and you got to grab onto something. Um, you struggle to swim or stay afloat in treacherous currents, storm-tossed waves, or areas of thick seaweed, or another creature tries to push or pull you under uh, or otherwise interfere with you while you're swimming. So uh, those are just some examples of athletics. Um, again, I think that's pretty straightforward. Uh, however, there is also also acrobatics which i think some people try to use um and and it's like that's there's a gray line between athletics and acrobatics <laughs> and i think the description for athlete or acrobatics kind of is kind of when i've read it i'm like oh that's a little vague 
It is. It is. Um, so uh, one thing I did, I actually, I shared this with Matt a little earlier. Uh, I'm going to bring it up now is I, I, if you Google it, you can find different versions of this, but I have uh, a skill check flow chart. So uh, at the very top, mine just says, it says be strong. And if that's what you want to do, you can do athletics. So again, anything we use, uh, we mentioned that wasn't specifically under athletics, you could still use athletics. Um, the reason you might want to do that is if you have proficiency in athletics, you'll get that little extra bump vices just doing a, a uh, raw strength check. Um, but another cool thing here that uh, it has, it says, I want to run, jump, or climb. So I just mentioned that. Um, it says, is it difficult footing? And then it's got a yes or no. Uh, but when it goes to the no, it says, I want to do a backflip. <laughs> and if you don't want to do the backflip, if you're just trying to run, jump, or climb, that is, again, an athletics check, a strength check. But if you want to look cool, you know, kind of do the Spider-Man backflip while you're running across buildings or, you know, stuff like that, then that would be an acrobatics check. If you're going for flair. Exactly. So. Uh, that's kind of how I, I look at it, at least when doing acrobatics that way, uh, is, yeah, if you want to put a little, uh, if you want to throw jazz hands on everything you're doing, then, <laughs> yeah, then athletics is, uh, acrobatics is, is for you. Um, so with all that kind of covered, I know I went through it kind of fast. Uh, Matt, what are some examples of when you've either used strength uh, or athletics as a player or uh, as a DM? I've seen it more so as a DM because my characters are usually make, I think, kind of shy away from the athletics part of it all. Um, but a lot of the uh, tech characters. <laughs> yeah. Um, recently, I have I do have an athletics character I've been playing with, but she hasn't made any athletic checks yet. But I've seen them used a few times in very interesting ways. Um, one of my favorite ways I've seen them used is. Uh, they used an athletics check to um, just kind of show off. And that, I think, me, me, Will, I mentioned it. They, they used it as almost what would normally be used as a charisma check. Mm -hmm. And instead, they were just very impressive with their athletics, almost like, uh, I think, the Olympics. Okay. Somebody's just doing athletics, and the crowd's like, Wow. Yeah. And that's that's how I tended to do it. Whereas instead of somebody rolling, oh, I'm I'm like persuading them or performing, they're like, I'm gonna roll athletics checks because the specific performance I'm doing is athletic based. And so that's what they rolled. And so they wowed a bunch of people with athletics. And so instead of using it like I'm just real strong. I'm about to hold this boulder or something. They used it to persuade people. And that's a little twist on it. And I like that. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I know I just told you, but I'm going to share with everybody else. There's a, another system uh, that we actually played for a little while when I first started DMing. Um, but in that system, uh, the, the player had like a companion and mm. the player kept failing their checks. Again, it was like trying to persuade uh, they were trying to be deceptive. Like they tried every kind of, you know, talking, what would be a charisma check under the sun. Uh, when they couldn't beat it, they had their companion get into like a, a flex off with the, uh, the, the creature and their, their companion won. And it was the same thing. Like the companion can't talk. Mm -hmm. So they were just like, oh, let's do strength. Like, let's see who's the strongest. Mm hmm because uh, it was like a weightlifting, like like I said, like flexing, almost like a like yeah. universe and stuff. And their character, and their character won uh, at in the end of the day. So uh, I think a lot of strength checks. Uh, you are very good at this as a, as a DM. Is um, it, it, because there are so few. Is presenting you with an option to use them, uh, whether you do or not. Uh, uh, the example I'll use, you kind of heard me allude to it, was uh, in uh, the game that we're all running, which we'll get into hopefully next week. We'll be able to discuss it a little bit more. Um, but I was like, is there a secret passage? And I rolled high enough. And, and I was like, uh, yeah, why not? There's a secret passage, but it's really small. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to go through that. Um, 
But all I said was it's small. It's a small <laughs> little passage only small characters can fit in. And nobody was small. Yeah, yeah, we and were like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, until we were reviewing uh for this episode, I was like, I never thought to to try to like move rocks or make the hole bigger. <laughs> Instead, they an Earth Genasi just happened to be by and was just like, get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, which, which, which was actually also my call. I was like, we're trying to run. We have an Earth Genasi. Can't they just move this? And you, Matt was like, yeah, you know what? It works. Go give for him it. A, give him a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, I think uh, one of those, that's one of those things as a DM where you want to really be flexible and um if your character shines uh, if you have a character that shines with strength think like your barbarians your fighters paladins um i i like to the the try to give them ways to use that yeah and i think something that's going to come up for me a lot during this kind of little series little mini series of episodes that we're going to do is simply when you make a character and you're like, oh no, my dump stat was strength or oh no, the opposite, my dump strength was, or my dump stat was charisma, right? You, you're automatically going to be like, can't use those checks. And so you can think that that's fine. Maybe you have like a negative something and you're like, it's going to be bad. It's just going to be bad. And so what you do in that hand, you either don't even try to like persuade or do a strength check or something like that. But what you can try to do instead is look at what you do have bonuses in and see how you can do that in the current situation. Because uh, my favorite story, and I just told Will this, and yeah. I'm gonna say it again, cause it's right on my head, right on the tip of my tongue. Go for is, it, go for it. Um, I read a story where a DM told everybody to climb a hill or mountain, mountain. And uh, everybody's rolling their checks to climb a mountain. Very easy. Athletics check. All the brute characters, fighters, barbarians, everybody like that, um, easily pass. No problem. They got pluses in athletics. They got pluses in strength. But the bard, that was their dump stat. And so they didn't know they didn't know what to do. They're like, I'm going to roll bad. I'm going to roll bad. <laughs> and even if I don't, it has a negative one to it. So like it's already at a disadvantage here. And so what they did instead is change this to be a benefit for them. And this is something that you when you have a flexible DM, you can really shine because instead of rolling for a strength check of any kind, they rolled for deception. They were going to deceptively climb this mountain. And that's how you got to phrase it. I'm going to decept deceptively climb this mountain. Now, how does that play out? The bar or the bard rolls for deception, gets a really high roll, passes. You did it. How does that play out? The bar the barbarian is climbing the mountain, and below him he hears the bard just going, "Wow, this climb's really tough on my old muscles, ain't it? I can really feel the sweat burning." And the barbarian doesn't realize the bard has attached himself to the back of the barbarian <laughs> and the bar the bard is now being hoisted up the mountain <laughs> yeah, yeah I, and i love that story so and uh and I, I think like matt said that goes in part uh you know we always part of this is we tell you guys like hey here's how this is intended but i think we always um especially for matt because he is uh way more creative especially than me like find ways to do those things mm -hmm. um, i'm actually stretching my muscles a little bit i would say with my character in our other our, our other game where i'm like i'm a cleric and i have a lot of bad things but i'm like but you know what can i do this and matt's like why and i'm like because this mm -hmm. and he's you, you know what that's that works and uh a lot of times yeah. uh i mean you just get better at doing things on your feet as a dm the more you go on Absolutely. especially i mean like the more the more you play the more different scenarios scenarios yeah you can see going every which way and yeah. you might just get, not use a scenario and it might come up in later so you kind of already thought about it so mm -hmm. just the history or experience as a dm the more you do it the more of those unused scenarios you just bank <laughs> oh and so i'm always constantly like especially like in uh, situations where I, maybe it's something that you guys presented me and I didn't, I didn't plan for it. I didn't plan for it. Uh, I'll always be like, roll, 
you know, roll whatever you feel like it, <laughs> roll whatever you feel like, because I'm confident enough in my skill to be like, I can justify it. I'll find a way to justify whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, um, and on the flip side of that, if you're new, uh, mm-hmm. like I am, the one thing that I tend to do is if, if you I'm presented with, well, I want to do this and uh, so we'll, I'll pick one out of the list here. I'm looking at it. Uh, or you even talked about it. Like I want to do a survival check when I'm asking for like an investigation mm-hmm. as a new DM, you know, I'm not the quickest on my feet. So I'll be like, why do you want to do survival? Because whatever the player tells me in that little short five second window of them rolling and uh, you know, either if you're playing in person, doing the math real quick off your character sheet or in our case, using D and D beyond, I'll see the roll. And then I'm like, okay, uh, that, that five second window sometimes is just enough to get, okay, you pass. Cool. You find this. Mm-hmm. Uh, now what do you do with it? And I put the narrative in the player's hands. Yeah. You, you found what you survival. I'm looking for an herb. Okay. Cool. What, what herb are you looking for? Cool. Okay. You roll a nat 20 or whatever. Fine. You find it. Why is that important? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you tell this story for a minute while I try to regroup and figure out how that's important to whatever I was trying to do. Yeah. So uh, doing you know, those as a, little bits of like you, you as a player, tell me why that's important that you found it. Mm-hmm. I love doing that because one, the player's never expecting it. Will, you never expect it and you hate it. I do. I do. <laughs> and I know it's coming. Like the worst part is, is 90% of the time uh, I'll keep it clean, but Matt will do it. And I'm like, I knew that. I'm like, I put my head down and I'm like, why? I knew he was going to do that. And I do. I know you're coming and I still do it. (laughs) I roll, I roll to search the room. Oh, you find a gold embroidered ring. Tell me what's embroidered with. (laughs) Yeah. I'll just leave. (laughs) Just walk away. (laughs) I think you did that one. I think you did that one time where you're like, what's it say? I'll give you a minute because I got to go to the bathroom. And I was like, ah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like, and it kind of gives the players this this freedom of like, oh, I rolled for it. I did want to find something, and I did. Now I have to come up with it, and <laughs> and it takes a little bit of pressure off you as a DM, but also it allows the players to have that like the moment to be like, oh, I get to build something right now. Yeah, and it can be really cool, and it can go with like any of the checks, like sleight of hand, and like sneak your hand into a pocket, you pull out a few coins. How much money was it? Then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and I would say uh, maybe not that example. Be careful because I would be the guy that's like, I find fifteen thousand gold. What are you gonna do about it? I'd be like, it's a handful. Will come here, <laughs> <laughs> right? Handful. <laughs> you know what? I find a hundred. I find fifteen platinum, which is roughly. <laughs> Like the deed to the guy's house i'm like why yeah. is he carrying it around with him then like I, we would just have a conversation like uh, yeah <laughs> what's going on right We're, you know but uh <laughs> so yeah so uh that all being said before we move on to constitution um i will say that uh, as a dm try to be flexible i understand it being new um especially my first few games like i was very much like i need you guys to do this mm-hmm. um and i was lucky enough that i had players that understood like I'm practicing. I don't know. I'm getting better at it. And I would say um, self-analysis is a good thing. Like, I feel like I've gotten better at it at this point. You know, I'm still not great. I can't do what Matt does, but I can just be like, why, why is that important? Yeah. And if you don't have <laughs> flexibility when it comes to checks, you'll find yourself being like, all you'll find yourself always being like, roll for perception, roll for religion, roll for history. And you're saying these specific things in a character may not have made a character like that from the get-go yeah and so suddenly you have these people these people at your table being like man <laughs> when it yeah. comes it's not combat i suck <laughs> well and i was gonna say that there's two stats that almost always come up as dump stats depending on how you're building a character it's either intelligence or strength uh charisma charisma is a big one not for me i guess i don't think about it because i don't i never dump charisma i'm always like yeah. I would Stop say everybody um charisma's charisma probably pretty popular these days because uh, there's so much role playing that goes on now yeah uh, but i think for people that are like yeah i just i really just want to hit real good it's dumb stat 
you're barbarians, you're fighters, paladins. You can't really get away with that. You got to be a little careful. But uh, either way, uh, we're getting we're getting off topic. But um, talking about skills, we're on topic. Yeah, we're <laughs> true, true. Um, but uh, yeah, so try try to be flexible. And if you if you find yourself having a hard time, uh, there's a reason I have a flow chart. <laughs> yeah, and because, even, I mean, you'll see me like look off this direction whatever that direction is for the viewers yeah. <laughs> but i'll look off because i also have a chart of like yeah. the abilities and then a little table next to it like which skills are with that ability and to have those kind of uh just point pointers for yourself no matter how uh, skilled you are as a dm i think it's good <laughs> to have because like sometimes i'll look over there and be like eh, you know what slide of hand is a better skill to use than what i had suggested yeah and and like matt says uh as much as i don't like uh weaving a story on my own sometimes i am good for and this is why i get mad at myself not matt i am the one that's good for can i do this instead and here's why and <laughs> so i bring it upon myself um but uh i also feel like that's a challenge i'm challenging myself to be a better player and ultimately a better dm when it's my turn to run because I'm tr I I've I realize Matt does this a lot and uh not in a bad way but he has DM'd so much that sometimes he is so by the book me not me oh no other Matt sorry you Matt I don't know how to read <laughs> uh but but Matt H uh yeah but so he is he's a lot by the book and he'll be the first to be like oh that should be this and I and I and he just he is DM'd so much um that i think sometimes it's hard to like to get out of that but when he does it's always something epic <laughs> like when yeah you, like, it's I, like, would, oh. I think um new players might have an issue not an issue but maybe a little bit more hesitant when it comes to debating the dm especially if the dms also or well has been playing for a while if they're new i feel like everybody's new together we're all asking questions i mean that's what yeah. it should be <laughs> but if the if a new player is playing at and maybe a game that's been going on for a while or just more experienced players are around um when you're looking at all your stats i feel like it can just be daunting and be like well i don't know what to do and one that's why we're making this this little yeah. episode here and then two um be comfortable just being like can i use a, a different check than what everybody else is doing right now like and help can you guys help me make sense of that please <laughs> because yeah. the whole group kind of like chiming in being like oh yeah you can yeah yeah you can use investigation for whatever we're doing right now because maybe you have you'll find some insight about like the shop owner that will allow us to make a better bargain maybe that's what they're trying to do right now and the person's just like yeah i had a high in intelligence but i didn't really have a high charisma to persuade so like just bringing it up to the group I first phrased this as a debate with the DM, but also this is just more of a conversation. Be like, hey, help me figure out why or how I can use this skill to benefit the current situation. Yeah. It, bringing it, that up is cool. Yeah. And, and it may be possible. It may be a thing where the, the DM is like, hey, so, some DMs that I've seen from the stories I've read in YouTube videos, a lot of times the ones that don't allow you to do that. Um, I don't want to say it's necessarily railroady, but like I know I did this when I was running Waterdeep Dragon Heist. Like the book says to do this, so that's what we're gonna do. And when you're new, sometimes you're just like, or or if you just in your head you're like, I want this. It's hard for some DMs. Uh, I'm, so I I would say if they say no, um, take don't argue. <laughs> yeah, take take. Well, I would say don't argue, but maybe after the game, say hey can we talk about why I wasn't allowed to do that? Because you don't want to slow down the game to like a screeching halt. You got beef, bit. you got beef, Will? <laughs> Always. Uh, no, actually, I had ham for dinner. Uh, <laughs> but, I, say, I mean, there's times where I have told you I need this kind of check. Yeah. And usually that, yeah, I would say that is that does seem kind of railroady. And mostly that kind of is because I need yeah. to convey a specific kind of detail for for you guys just to have like some backstory to backstory to some sort of plot so right. like i know recently the game we played um i had you guys specifically roll a religion check and it was specifically 
for you guys to be able to recognize the kind of symbology, symbology, symbolism, <laughs> symbolism that's being used in art. And otherwise yeah. you roll history, you'd be like, yeah, I've seen those in history books, but to recognize the specific symbolism of what that snake and the sun represented, um, I don't think anybody really passed the- No, I don't think anybody passed it. Passed except that. for like my NPC and my NPC passed and he was able to give that exposition. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was that specific religion check that I needed to give you that. And so that's why I was like, everybody, you can roll whatever you want, but like, you're not really going to get the information that I want to give you. Yeah. And, and that's why I said like, um, because I, I, I don't actually think I've, I've never had a problem because you guys know me. I'd be like, hey, beg pardon. Um, but that's why I said like, save that conversation for after the game, because you might not understand why the DM wants that check, like yeah. Matt was saying. So it's a specific reason of like, like, yeah, like Matt said, even if you rolled a nat 20, uh, which technically speaking, nat 20s are only for attack rolls where you're like guaranteed a crit. Mm -hmm. You could get a nat 20 and he's like, you, like he's, you've seen it in a history book and you know it's a reference to a war or a, 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 some religious ceremony, whatever, but mm -hmm. you don't know. But yeah, if you, you pass know. that religion check, you'd have known yeah. what that was. So yeah. um, and when it comes to nat 20s, BT does for skills. I think it's kind of up to the DM. Not every nat 20 is going to be like, you did it. Here's the best you can get, <laughs> right? And yeah. so, but I always like, especially for like that kind of information gathering and you roll a nat 20, I try to give as much as I can within that check because I, I do think, oh yeah, I need the note of this information. Roll a nat 20. Yeah, I did it. I want to reward that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. i try to be like here's some really cool information for you I yeah to hype it up and, and the reason i say that i know we mentioned this one of our very first episodes is uh uh i think matt brought it up other matt uh like if you roll a nat 20 when you're trying to convince a king to give you his kingdom all a nat 20 is going to do is make sure he doesn't cut your head off uh it, you're not <laughs> it doesn't mean you're getting yeah. that kingdom so yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah. You know, that's a, a pretty common D&D example, actually, from what I've, <laughs> I've seen that one quite a few times. Um, and I know, at least for me, I am much less likely to necessarily reward a nat 20. I think with you guys, when you've gotten them, I'm like, here's the info. Um, but I'm, I feel like if it's one of those, like, if, if I feel like it's important, I don't make you guys roll. I, I, I know I use, uh, in my game, I use Mordenkainen, and I'm like, I'm just going to Ex do some exposition here real quick because i'm going to save you guys the role like let me just yeah, yeah i mean like let, let me get this out of my mouth real quick and go so that's so, something you got to think about with like all skills too it's just like do they need to do it right and so um and that leads us to i think that's actually a really good segue to constitution segue, segue. <laughs> because constitution is the only skill that doesn't have a skill check. <laughs> um, for now, for now, I'm hoping one day they come up with yeah, some crazy maybe bananas when, maybe, thing. I'll say maybe when 5.5 comes out in a couple of years, uh, which they've kind of already hinted at, maybe they'll have something on there. On the I don't even know what it would be like that. Like, but I, maybe you don't need, I mean, don't need one. It's, it's but, uh, fine. Let me, but let me, I mean, let me put my glasses like... back on to, to read here. Uh, <laughs> I can't without them right now. Um, so <laughs> to get into it real quick, constitution measures, health, stamina, stamina, and vital force. Um, so as I said, if you look at your character sheet under acrobatics, animal handling, uh, I'm just reading it because it's alphabetical. But if you check under that list, there is zero constitution checks. Uh, constitution is used more uh, like for saving throws on spells. They'll call it concentration. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, there's nothing there. But they do give some examples for when you, a DM might call for a constitution check. Um, so like holding your breath, uh, march or labor for hours without rest, go without sleep, survive without food or water, or uh, quaff an entire stein of ale in one go. So anything, uh, when I read that, the first thing I thought of was like, chug, 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 like at a, like a frat party. <laughs> um, but I have, I've actually used it for that reason uh, before. 
um, in my very first campaign when I ran Waterdeep Dragon Heist, uh, we'll call him Other Matt. Uh, Other Matt was drinking ale at a tavern, and for some reason, I made it like it was this old rundown tavern uh, right at the beginning of the game. And I'm like, oh, this the tap hasn't been cleaned in ages. Like it's dirty. Like you really don't want this ale. And he drank it, and I, and I was like, Constitution check to see if you keep it down. <laughs> and then like. I was like, you kept it down, but it is disgusting. And I will give you disadvantage on your next constitution roll. Well, the next thing you know, they were in combat and he needed to make a con a con save. And I'm like, you're at disadvantage, sir, because that ale is still in your system. <laughs> and he passed, so it wasn't a big deal. Um, but constitution is one of those, I feel like, um, because there's no check, it's like, even in the flow chart I have, there's nothing there like <laughs> yeah, yeah it's kind of hard it's yeah. a tricky one i don't i don't even call for it sometimes because it is it is kind of vague it's so vague that i'm like where do i put this in um i like to do uh constitution a lot when it's weather related and you're doing traveling it seems like actually through that list of stuff a lot of it was traveling swimming or going days without um sleeping um so as a DM, if you if you ever are like, man, I'm not using Constitution very often, I kind of want to do something with it. Maybe make like a traveling session or something, and just have them have them feel feel the stress of what it maybe feels like to be chased. And having that stress, the moment you think there's a stress on this character, have them roll for a Constitution check and see if their character's kind of keeping it together. <laughs> And that's what I think about a lot when it comes to constitution. Is your character okay? <laughs> like, are they doing fine right now? Not mentally, but like almost actually a little bit mentally too. Yeah, a little bit mentally. Like, are they doing okay mentally and like willpower wise? Like, are they able to keep going? Uh, I know I do constitution checks for poison too. That's the, 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 one of my big ones. Uh, and that's simply to be like, if you, if you pass, that kind of check for me a constitution check and then you're either not severely poisoned or not poisoned at all depending on how high it is um depending on how where i put that check um but that said if you roll low you are poisoned and it's that constitution how well can your body handle that that kind of poisoning yeah i mean and it kind of says it in the description um and i and i'll second what you, what you just said it's hard to use because you don't it doesn't come up very often mm -hmm. um i will say though i i don't hold it in the same regard as strength in that i i personally am not gonna like go out of my way to find a reason to do a con constitution check yeah. like matt said like a travel session might be cool um but I, up. sorry no, I, I was just gonna say, but I, I, it, it, like travel scenes are tough to do, anyways. So, adding in that exa like exhaustion, which is essentially what they're saying, like with constitution and stuff, like that 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 feels like um, it could work narratively. Like you've had this long travel, you're exhausted. Oh, but now there's like you're at the bar, you're at the bar. I'll say bar, but you're at the tavern, and some bandits walk in, and you are the only adventurers around to save them. Well, having that like level of exhaustion is really going to hamper you in combat because you're worn out, you know, but like, I, I don't, it's harder for me to find a reason that's not like, oh, try not to throw up <laughs> or, you know what I mean? To It's harder for me to the, find. I love the throw up that. option. Roll constitution to see if you throw up. Like I do that all the time. Yeah, I think <laughs> I've like, done it. I've probably done it like four or five times. Yeah, <laughs> like, easy. And is it that that's a fun way to be just like to put it in there? It's a fun way just to put it in there if you're doing like some yeah. downtime activities. Oh, that monster's so ugly. Roll to see if you throw up. <laughs> I mean, I basically did that last session in our, our other game. Yeah, that was insulting though. The, I mean, the man just walked in and it startled you. So I was like, roll for constitution because he is kind of misshapen and I need you to, to see if you either. You gave you, me the option for that or that. You mean yeah. the option of either that or charisma, but I had disadvantage on charisma, so I'm like, either way, this is not going to end well. Yeah, I think it's like going to be. Is <laughs> either going to be you mask the the like initial like ooh <laughs> like oh my god or uh, the constitution being just like you literally go ooh. <laughs> and I think I got a four, so I was like ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> the dude was not pretty. Yeah. So um I always use Constitution yeah, in that way, like more of a like an icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, because especially for new players, like you said, role playing can be really hard. Um, it's it's can be uncomfortable. I won't say it's hard, it's uncomfortable sometimes because mm-hmm. it, it's basically like you're acting in a play, and if you don't have that kind of experience, it, it's tough. Um, you know, I, I grew up on stage, so it's from day one, it's been pretty easy for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but I'm I, I am lucky that I have that experience. Not everybody does. So mm-hmm. kind of breaking that ice of like you're in the bar, but like you said, what are you doing? Oh, let's play a drinking game. Um <laughs> think about this. So I'm always thinking of like ways to start a game. Ways to start a game. Cause yeah, I've already done everybody starts in the jail, everybody starts in a tavern. Like I've already done that so many times. So I'm trying to find new ways to do it and or new ways to re textualize we whatever we figure it out and uh and so here's an idea for anybody who's looking to start a game and looking for an idea but doesn't want to like do the traditional tavern setting you can still start in a tavern but literally before you even start narrating where everybody is just have everybody roll for a constitution check see if everybody's holding their ale right now the game could literally start with one of the players throwing up on the tavern floor and it all ignites everybody to pay attention to them yeah and uh that can also be used uh give me a second here um we're so professional i'm not even prepared um yeah, I'm prepared. but um there are skill checks which we can get into this a little bit more um when we do some of the other skills that are used more but there are downtime activities that um yeah that There's do require i'm pulling it up now uh i'm pulling it up now There's some cool ones in you can't see them it's like <laughs> censored <laughs> it's uh wild beyond the witch light there's some cool downtime activities that do utilize constitution in a really fun way yeah uh and there's also there's um let's see like oh let me see if i can find one constant see i got one right here constitution uh outstare a cyclops oh i have one here and this is from uh it was originally in the dmg but it's also in xanathar's it's a little updated uh pit fighting pit yeah pit yeah oh if you like if you don't hmm, like what just roll and be like hey you lasted in a pit fight so when you do it um when you do skill checks uh, or, or skill, uh, they're not, they are skill checks, but uh, skill challenges. There we go. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just going to read this chunk. This is from pit fighting. The character makes, makes three checks, uh, strength check. There we go. Uh, uh, which would be athletics. They would make a dexterity or acrobatics check and a special constitution check that has a bonus equal to a roll of the character's largest hit die. Um, if desired, the character can replace one of these skill checks with an attack roll using one of the character's weapons. The DC for each of the checks is five plus two D10. Um, generate a separate DC for each one. Consult the pit fighting results table to see how the character did. So uh, I actually did this in Waterdeep. I gave everybody downtime in chapter two. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're familiar with Waterdeep Dragon Heist, I think you joined right at the beginning of that or right in the middle of it. I don't remember no pit fight. Um, somebody, <laughs> Matt's character did it oddly enough, uh, other Matt's character <clears throat> but basically it's like it says I take 2d10, I roll, add 5 and I'm like okay, roll me athletics <clears throat> excuse me uh, same thing, next thing for acrobatics I roll 2d10, add 5 and again the con check and then for pit fighting it tells you the results so zero successes, you lose your bouts earning nothing, one success you win 50 gold, two successes you win 100 three you win 200 that's cool. You're gonna have to send me that. That's cool. Uh, it's in Xanathar's, but I will send you the link. Oh, I got it then. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we got it. Um, yeah, I got favorite, it right there. My, my favorite, my favorite book of all time is anybody who's been you watching this show for any length of time. This, I, I, I mean, look, it, it's it, it's an updated DMG as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you can make your background Xanathar's. Uh, it has <laughs> you got a, you got a beholder there, but I don't think yeah. that's Xanathar. He looks. Xanathar. It's not. Uh, but I've also had Xanathar up there before. Uh, I think that was actually <laughs> the very first background I used. Um, <laughs> but. Um, that this was all in the DMG as well. Uh, between Zenithars and Tasha's, they were they really are like updated DMGs, um, which is why uh, I think I reference them yeah, so that's much. A, that's a good idea. 
but finding finding skill checks like that or skill challenges is what they're called is really fun uh they don't really have a ton in 5e um i think i know we talked about this before but i think fourth edition had quite a few if i'm not mistaken i think is what I, yeah obviously i know it's I know the wrong you, mat <laughs> it's the wrong mat to be asking that kind of question other matt if you watch this episode tell us which edition had the skill Co- comment below oh uh, yeah we need like to comment and subscribe other matt and then just message us in our group chat but uh <laughs> <laughs> but um um but no but like they kind of removed skill challenges because from what i understand uh because i know we have talked about it before like they were just like overly complicated so i do kind of like how fifth edition is like the few we have here's how you can do it crafting an item is actually a skill challenge um is that constitution uh it is let me see uh you have to have the appropriate tools the materials um it actually just tells you like what you need what you need like tools wise so like if you have an herbalism kit what you can make leather working tools what smith's tools tools um, all that junk that you pick in character creation be like i don't know they just told me back one <laughs> yeah exactly uh they actually have uh have a thing for that and it even tells you like it gives an example right here of sometimes you might need magic ingredients and like i wish dean i wish fifth edition did a better job of this but it was like it says if appropriate pick a monster or location that is a thematic fit for the item to be crafted for example creating mariner's armor which uh lets you swim uh and uh, swim underwater and i think it lets you uh, I'm, I'm reading it here uh while wearing this arm you have a swimming speed equal to your walking speed uh so and in addition whenever you start your turn underwater with zero hit points the armor causes you to rise 60 feet towards the surface so it keeps you from drowning which is cool um and yeah, you not swim drowning, fast yeah. um, but it says it might require the essence of a water weird which i've actually never had you guys fight or i've never fought one um, i always when it comes to like a little tangent so, when it comes to like materials and stuff, I actually was going to do this for Will, the next character that we play in your game here that's coming up, um, is I'm going to have my character be like, constantly ask you, Will, be like, where's the mistletoe? Where's the mistletoe at? And I'm going to like collect the ingredients during that those downtimes. So like suddenly you'll be like, oh, now I see why Matt's doing it because <laughs> I'll just yeah. like whip it, whip it out and do the spell real quick. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm real big on like, and I've told you guys this before, if you want to do stuff like that, I mm-hmm. love doing downtime stuff. I think it's one of the things I, I run really well, actually, even as a new DM is I'm like, y'all want to do some fun stuff? Cool, what do you want to do? Because you mm-hmm. tell me and then I'm, I can weave that story. And I, yeah. and I know I've done that with you guys before. It's like, if you want to do something like that, just let me know. Like yeah. what specifically, what are you looking for? Because I am. I, I, I know I talked to you guys about oh, this before. I got a segue. Perfect. Uh-oh. Well, you're working into it. Finish there we go. Talk. But I, 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 you know, I know I've told you guys like if you want to make something that's a magic item, I will find a monster for you to kill. Mm-hmm. I even have okay. some books I found uh, that are on on another site that has like you can harvest this from this. Look, man, I'm not above trying to find a reason to make y'all kill something. Y'all, right. I love uh, you know I love combat. So uh, <laughs> not as much as other Matt, but I love combat. So I'll find a reason for you to fight something. And that goes right into what we are talking about. Be flexible. When when you have a character or a player that's like, I made a character that's like real good at dexterity. Maybe talk to that character or player and just be like, what kind of cool dexterity stuff do you want to do? Like, give me an example of what you think is cool. And so you as a DM now have this idea of like, oh, they they have this, they want to be a dexterity-based character that's all about like, flying around the sails of a ship that kind of thing so give them a ship give give them something to really feel like yeah this is why i made my character Woo! <laughs> they fly off and uh, like something cool like that because otherwise they'll they'll make that character and always always have that in their in their head and then never quite be able to pull it off because you haven't quite given the scene that they really want to flourish in uh, I like to call that, I've read it somewhere, it's called shooting the monk. And the idea is the monk has a skill where they can literally just like catch arrows and redirect them. Oh yeah, I did that before, remember? And I killed some changelings. <laughs> once, once, once the monk gets that skill, um, I don't be the DM that's like, well, the monk can now catch arrows, I'm never shooting an arrow at him. Like, don't be that. Yeah. Sometimes 
just shoot an arrow at the monk. Let them let them flourish in that moment. Like I got this skill, so I'm gonna do this. <laughs> oh yeah, and um, this is gonna sound weird. I, so uh, I'm gonna let, let me finish my thought. It's why sometimes um, I know some DMs will like collect the character sheets themselves mm-hmm. and like keep them. Um, I know I do this, and I think you guys do. I don't know. I've never asked, I, but I know I tell you guys all the time. Like I create the games on D and D Beyond one, so we can have access to everything because we share all the books. But two, because I've gone into your guys' character sheets and I'm like, can you do this? Um, and, and while it's not a skill based thing, uh, well, it kind of is. Um, you created for my game a barbarian, but strength was not his primary thing. And I was like, no. oh, well, I didn't. I, when combat came around, I was like, I don't want Matt to feel underpowered. So I found a reason during the early interest because you guys started at like level five anyways, I think it was, yeah. where you guys could already have some like uncommon magic items that I was like, hey, when you start on your journey, here's here's some gifts like to help you on your on your journey. And yeah. I gave you like a belt of giant strength, I think, which puts your, your strength at 20. I simply did that so that when combat came around, it wasn't like, I didn't, I didn't want you to have the, oh my God, I can't believe I, you know, I made this like, generous. well, (laughs) I am the opposite. You are, but I knew for like, if it was me, I, I, cause I put myself in your shoes, like from a role play perspective, you know, I love your character. I mess with your character probably more than (laughs) anybody else. But I also knew that like, if we got into combat and you were like, oh, I got a crit, but I only did like four damage. Like I didn't want that that to be there so it's like you have it you have to attune to it so you don't have to use this but you have it if you want it mm-hmm. and I so I, i'm big on doing those things like i'll give you stuff if you want it cool if you don't don't worry about it <laughs> As we're a little different i tend to i do when it comes to magic items i do look at what like what what would mesh with your character as well i do look at that uh but when it comes to like providing a story that that is going to play into your character unless you specifically tell me like we kind of talked about like hey i'm kind of like looking for this kind of scene can we make it work like i'll make it work i'll find a way to make it not only make it work but also make it feel like a surprise and new to you so like you are not so it's almost not like a spoiler (laughs) you telling me i want this and then me being like okay yeah you're gonna get it you're gonna get that scene exactly no you're gonna get a version of it but it's gonna be exactly what you want and yeah. uh, so I kind of work with that. But when it comes to like looking at the character sheets and what kind of skills benefit them, I and what kind of like spells and stuff that you guys go up against, I tend to not look at your character sheets because I want to create a world that's not perfect for you, if that makes sense. I don't want to create like a encounter that is either going to be well, either going to absolutely nullify you because they played to your weaknesses perfectly or the opposite where you an encounter where you just fly through it because they are not prepared for you so what i try to do is i just create an encounter not looking at your skills not looking at anything new that you put in there so i can just have the encounter so i can just simply be like they're there they weren't expecting you they have no idea what to expect and so they're there they're just going to do their thing and hopefully they come out alive sometimes usually not but usually it is simply just like i don't want to create this idea where um well what i just said i don't want to accidentally be like well will can do that so i'm not gonna do that and so even for your character when you made a monk i was like three arrows come at you and you're just like boom no 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 they don't (laughs) no they (laughs) they don't and that was simply me being like, I didn't know he had that skill. And I love surprises like that. I didn't know he had that skill. So when he busted it open, I was just like, oh, damn, that's exciting yeah. for me. Like, uh, what? And so I get to react. I kind of get to an hour in. <laughs> I kind of get to react as the as the enemies and be like, what? <laughs> what? We didn't know that was about to happen. And then they they readjust at that moment. And so that kind of keeps it fresh for me by not looking at your character sheets. Yeah, well, and that's a fairly recent idea for me, actually, to be just like, I'm not, I don't want to know what you guys do. (laughs) I don't want to know what you guys do. So I can just literally be surprised because I trust you guys making characters. So like, I will literally, 
you'll pick feats and all kinds of weapons and stuff and then I'll, then you pull them out mid game and i'll be like oh, what <laughs> what's that do yeah and i mean that that's a little off the the topic but yeah i mean either way like i like i, said, I did that simply because like a barbarian is a strength-based character mm-hmm. and that's why you know it's like if you use it cool if you don't whatever but i was you know i look at them i look at things like that for for balancing issues but from like a skill check perspective you know like i would i would have loved to have like given you a door that i know like well if you were a regular barbarian you could have probably kicked that door down but oh you ram it like oh now your shoulder hurts like (laughs) you know and that could still happen just because you got high strength i mean you're gonna do it but um having presenting those options that are i've done that to you guys many times where i present an option that could be easily done if you were a specific archetype of character but the reason i presented it to you because i was like it can still be done you just have to feel a little bit more creative about it like if you guys are all rogues and the the there's a locked door obviously what are we gonna do we're gonna pick pick the lock but what we could do to like switch it up a little bit is just put a boulder in front of the opening and be like every all the rogues being like this one's a hard one <laughs> this one's a little difficult and what, what 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 it would inspire is hopefully this idea of like the rogues coming together and maybe putting their trap knowledge to use and being like oh we can create a levy or something yeah <laughs> and and it just switches it up a little bit. So when you're like looking at your skills and you're against an obstacle that is typically for another skill, you can probably always use at least two other skills. Except for animal handling, because that's got a that's a one-time use. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you can use animal oh, I, handling for a few things oh, other I'm, than I'm, just I'm, like calm down and what did you say, little squirrel? No, I know. I was just, I was just <laughs> animal handling does not come up a lot in our games. Although we're now, gonna talk about that in an episode. Wisdom yeah. and intelligence should be paired in an episode. Okay, well we can do that, and we'll do. Uh, well, Dex and charisma kind of makes sense. They actually are used for a lot by the same characters. That's so, um, yeah, we'll we, we'll we'll do those uh, in the coming weeks. Um, uh, I know we're starting this series this week. Um, the other Matt couldn't join us. Uh, hopefully, he'll be here next week. Uh, we kind of have a big announcement, so um, I know we've been talking about it. We've been doing some stuff behind the scenes. That's why we haven't been making episodes. Uh, we've all been a little busy with the the other thing, uh, and hopefully, we can give you guys more details on that. Hard. We have um, sweating. <laughs> so uh, we know we got off on our tangents. It's kind of our thing. Uh, but as always, guys, you know, if you like the episode, you know, drop a like, uh, subscribe, hit the button. Oh, our special guest has returned. He's back. Hi. <laughs> right. um, uh, and as always, the links below to our socials, um, uh, our Patreon, uh, everything is, is down in the description. Um, and if you have questions or anything, you know, like to leave a comment below. We'll, we'll address those uh, next week's episode uh, or two weeks probably. Um, and uh, as always, uh, have you know, man, I'm tired. This test kicked my butt. <laughs> you are struggling. <laughs> I am. I'm, I had a math. I had a math test today. It's kicked, it kicked my butt. <laughs> um, but as always, guys, we appreciate you listening and we appreciate your support. Um, and uh, as always. Have a happy Friday and happy gaming. We'll see you guys Adios. later. Keep, keep checking them. I'm terrible at this. Just end it. <laughs> <laughs>